great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. And I'm Jackie. And this is Of Mice and Main Street Men. And, as you can tell, Tristan is not here. Right? That is correct. I do not see him in this room. I do not see a Tristan. And that is honestly because this week... Jackie and I are going to do a recap for you of our experience at Destination D23 this past weekend uh, from September 8, yeah, September 8, 9, and 10, 2023 at the Contemporary Resort. Uh, So I am joined today, obviously, by my always lovely wife and sometimes co-host. And how did you feel about the weekend in general? I had a wonderful time, and I definitely spent a lot of time comparing it to our experience at the expo that in Anaheim. We've gone twice, so I have a feeling that we'll be making co- some comparisons along the way. I think that is a fair assumption, and just just to give you a picture, because um, honestly, I mean, Jackie and I have talked about this. I I texted Tristan while I was in the event. You know, and two minutes later, he wrote me back and was like, yeah, I saw that information. Oh, and also this other thing that was earlier. And I'm like, so we know we know the information gets shot out there at lightning speed. But I think what we can bring is is sort of, you know, letting you know what it was like at the event and and how what we thought of some of the different presentations and not just the facts about what's coming or or some of the announcements, but give you a feel for what it's actually like to attend one of these events. So first of all, let's start them off with, how did you let me get tickets? (laughs) Well, there was the announcement that came that this was happening, and it happened to coincide pretty much with the trip we were already going to take, and there was a lottery system, and I thought that there was absolutely no way in the world that you would end up with tickets. So that's why you told me it was all right to try because you had no faith. That is correct. So for (laughs) any of you who don't understand what this is like, it is the Taylor Swift lottery of tickets. Um, they, I, I, how many people would you say were there? 3000? I don't know. I mean a lot, but not that many in the grand scheme of Disney fans. Right. So tickets sold out in about 14 minutes flat. And Disney these days has a lottery system where if you're in a waiting room at the point the event starts giving, you know, ticket access, you are randomly assigned a number. Uh, And I was in rehearsal and got a number that was below a thousand. And since I knew you could only get two numbers a piece, I mean, two tickets a piece, uh, I was pretty excited. Um, So... Part of the reason I also said go ahead and try is because you assured me that if you had a ticket, you had a seat at every presentation. And that was a huge thing for me because here we go back to the expo that anybody who's been to any sort of Comic-Con event, you know that you wait in line for panels forever. They're all going on at the same time. You have to pick one wait in line forever, and then sometimes you still do not get into the thing that you wanted to see. And that was always so frustrating and disappointing. And so just knowing that we had a place and that we could be there was a huge deal for me. 
Yeah. I mean, we'll probably at the end sort of go back and talk about the expo versus this, but, but I, spoiler alert, well, I won't spoil it, but I think I know what both our answers are going to be to that. But you looked like you were going to say something. Nope. Okay. No, no something now from Jackie. But <laughs> so our trip began, as most trips do these days, thinking everything was going smoothly and absolutely not having things go smoothly. I actually said to Jackie that getting through security was our most stressful part of the day. And, <laughs> and I literally said, do not say that out loud. And let the universe hear that because you'll be sorry. And she was quite correct. Our day, because this is set up so that on Friday you had to reserve a shopping window. Because only Disney makes you reserve the chance to give them money (laughs) at an event like this. But I I figured, oh, this is great. I'll reserve a later window, which of course all the cutthroat people wanted 9 a.m. Because they wanted their dibs on the expo socks that were unique to this and... All of that stuff, right? I mean... I guess. Um, so I, I figured, oh, 6 o'clock, that gives us time. Our, our flight was due in at 1. What time did we get in? I don't know. Much later than that. There was weather in the area, and our flight was delayed. We had to deplane, replane. Then when we got into Orlando, they didn't have a gate for us. But I mean... Right. It could have been much worse. There could have been a hurricane like the last time that we didn't get to even come down here. But it was just, it was not a completely smooth trip, but it was, it was not as bad as it could have been. It's true. Just sitting on the tarmac for an hour at Orlando International waiting for a gate, at least we were on Florida soil. And uh, we also had reservations at Topolino's Terrace that night, which we decided didn't make any sense for us to get to. Well, there was no way we could make it. And that was a bummer. But so we started with not being able to shop during our shopping window and not getting to go have the dinner we wanted. But I'm sure we will discuss this on a future show. We had an amazing dinner. Yeah, well, and we can tell them we went to Turf Club at our resort and it, somebody had said this is a hidden gem, and they're absolutely right. Absolutely. So. I, I mean, prices are better than your regular Disney prices. Mm-hmm. Great cocktails, absolutely great food. And wonderful service. But, yeah. But that's a whole nother podcast, right? Drink up. Drink up, Melissa. Drink up, me hearties. <laughs> Yo-ho. So our, so our Friday started off rocky, and me being a bit of a worrier, I wanted to make sure... Oh, we were also supposed to pick up our credentials and our and our gifts mm-hmm. when we got here on Friday. And of course, I was worried that there'd be a lot of people that were trying to pick up credentials and gifts because of whatever. So I really wanted to be there at seven when guest services opened. The event started at nine, but they opened the doors at seven. Um, and so uh so we actually Ubered over because there was no resort transportation at that hour. And you want to talk about what we found when we got there? Well, I mean, we went right to guest services. There was not a line, which was great. They did give us our credentials right away. There was confusion about where we were supposed to pick up our gifts, which included our lanyard, which that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it was a huge deal because (laughs) everyone that saw us thought that we were like up to no good, even though we were holding our badge that like didn't look right to them and so they were like excuse me are you here it's like i'm sorry we just we want our gift we want our lanyard we're really sorry so we were sent several different places before we ended up back where 
and guest and services. <laughs> Because or apparently Julie was the executive that <laughs> could pass something. out our swag. I don't know. And she didn't get there till eight. It's good to know for anyone out there that plans events. And, and I am one of those people too. You worry about things not going smoothly. Just know that even Disney with all the people and money that they have still have small hiccups in, in their, you know, who, who knew what, when, where. So don't, don't fret. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just in general, we got our lovely gifts and our lanyards, and we still were in plenty of time to get into line and do our thing. Should we talk about swag now, or shall we talk about it later? We can talk about swag. I mean, I'm sure that we will have little add-ons, because they just kept throwing swag at us, which, okay, I'll just say, (laughs) Sean has probably said it many times before, I I am concerned about money and prices and the value of something. And, you know, the tickets were not cheap, but I will say after all of the things that they, ex- the, the swag, the perks, the extra events and all the stuff, this was a value. Which if to quote, to quote always Patsy Cline, when she said that I could have fell through my butthole and hung myself. <laughs> I, I was not ready. <laughs> For Jackie McCall to at any point say that a several hundred dollar Disney ticket was a value, but she did it. <laughs> and why was the swag a value? First of all, what did you get when you stopped in? To pay? I, I heard gifts and I thought, oh, they're going to give us like a pen or they're right. going to give well, us a little box of, of something. That's kind of what they did at the expo. It was like some pins, some posters, some things. And yes, those were there. That's And that's fine. But Everything that we got, which was a ton of stuff, came in this lovely backpack called a puddle jumper, um, which comes from Lug. And I'm sure that they paid a lot of money to impress someone like me to say that our wonderful backpack came from Lug somewhere and tell people it's... their bags are great. Well, and I i mean, because when they first announced Destination D23 presented by Lug, I'm like, what's a Lug? <laughs> I honestly was like, is this car parts? Is this, <laughs> do they make lug nuts that I should put on my car? A week ago, no idea. Now I am one of their biggest fans. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the awesome swag backpack full-size backpack Mm -hmm. and their thing is pockets people pockets 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 and they're wonderful and every pocket had new swag in it yes it was it was really amazing i mean we got a disney cruise line magic band plus Mm -hmm. in each of our bags we got we have a little um sensi buddy clip which is timothy s mouse who don't need a scented timothy mouse i know he for your home lovely i mean uh, uh topple 10 which is a game we got some marvel toys there was artwork several pieces of artwork right um just yeah i can just yeah every pocket had something i'll fun. get i'll get tristan to post our swag picture just so you yeah. can see i mean it was a really hat. oh because visa che- um, all right chase visa disney card yep. gave a baseball hat to everybody hat just just a ton of stuff which 
if we had been able to pick it up Friday, would have all been back at our hotel. Mm-hmm. Instead, we schlepped it through the day on Saturday. But, that but was okay. it because, was fine. Because the straps on the lug backpack are padded and lovely. And so it just felt like a light dream. They were so comfortable. And lug, if you're listening, we need sponsors for this show. <laughs> you're you're going to love sponsoring of Mice and Main Street Men. And... <laughs> And we will be some of your biggest fans. Um, oh, and more lug stuff throughout the weekend. But we'll tell yeah. you, we'll tell you about that. So, so we picked up our gifts. We got our lanyard, so no one would look askance at us because mm-hmm. we could actually hang our badge around our necks. We got in our ballroom zigzag line so that when the doors opens, they could parade us in. And that happened about eight thirty, I think, on Saturday morning. Um, and as Jackie said, the Beautiful, brilliant thing about this Destination D23 event is we knew we were going to have a seat. And we had gotten in line fairly early since we'd gotten there so early. And we were towards the center, which Mm -hmm. is why when Jackie was sitting there and went, isn't that Lou Mangello? (laughs) And I went, oh, my gosh, it is Lou Mangello. Let's say hi. So she did. She sent me up to say hi, which I was very glad I did. And I got to give him a hug. And, you know, say, hey, thanks for being on the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, it was it was so exciting. Giant ballroom, giant TV, jumbotrons. So even if you were sitting in the back, you saw clearly on the jumbotron and you still, you know, you were in the room where it happened, mm-hmm. as Lynn manuel likes to say. They had a live band. Right. Great. I mean, they started off. Um, the event with some wonderful live entertainment and and yeah the muses and, they st- yeah. they started because this I think was some sort of anniversary for Hercules maybe anyway they decided to start with the muses and just a baffo live performance with the uh, with Jackie like Jackie said the live band and so things got off to a great start uh, and that first session was nine to noon and in that session. Uh, most of it was the Disney Parks presentation. I mean, once we had our musical numbers died down, Josh D'Amato, uh, or Josh, Josh D'Amato, no T. Mm-hmm. Josh D'Amato, uh, who is the Disney Parks Experience and Product Chairman, came out to chat with us and sort of bring us up to date on Disney stuff. And what, what do you recall of that? Of that first session. I mean, I you've seen it all online. I mean, honestly, one of the first things they announced that made me excited was the new Country Bear show. Oh, that's true. And of course, I'm sure that you've mentioned before that Henry and Wendell, our cats, are named after yes. Country Bears. So we were like, our cats are relevant They're going to be relevant again. And, oh, wait a second. Yes. Did they tell us at that moment they were giving us artwork? For country bears, yeah, yeah, because okay. they showed us the new the More new sweat. attraction poster and said, as you leave the session this morning, you will get a, a copy of the show poster. It's on great stock, and as we said, with Henry and Wendell, who are both pictured on there, mm-hmm. appar- apparently Wendell is doing a duet with Teddy Barra in the new show. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen the details, it's going to be a very... I thought it was with Trixie. Am I wrong? Uh-uh. Okay, no. sorry. Trixie's, Trixie's still there, but uh, 
But no, this is going to be sort of like a Grand Ole Opry show. And they actually played for us a clip of a recording session where they were recording Bear Necessities. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be the Bears are going to be singing Disney songs in a country style. I, I think it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see them injecting new life into into the country bears. Um, also, the new uh, tavern, the new Pirates Tavern, mm-hmm. where the hawking parrot that used to be outside, uh, used to be outside Pirates of the Caribbean and was an audio animatronic. Apparently, he's going to be in there telling some stories. And I mean, I guess he'll be the Rex of the Rex of the Pirate Tavern. Maybe so. But the way that you just said um, Pirates of the Caribbean, though, instead of Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean. reminds me, though, that they did play a video. They did um, clip of Walt talking about the attraction. And he definitely said Caribbean Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean. Yeah. All right. Well, so now we know exactly what Walt thought he was doing, whether we call it that or not. I still say Caribbean. (laughs) And I don't think there's any, as long as we give them our money and are willing to go to the new tavern, I don't think they'll care. Nope. Maybe they'll even be drinks based on the different pronunciations. Who knows? But so that was a great, that was, you know, a great presentation, of course. Um, and that was followed by uh, a session called The Early Ears, correct? Yeah, where'd that go? The Early Ears, Ub, Oswald, and Mickey. And it was... Uh, uh, Becky Klein, who Becky Klein is awesome. She is awesome. She came back several times through several presentations, Ugh. and I just think that she is a, a would be a fun person to hang out with and like have brunch. There, there. I came away with a good handful of people that I go, man. I really hope we can get them as guests on the podcast at some point. And she is a huge one, just because she was so entertaining. And I mean, she clearly knows her stuff. She took over for Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, I keep messing it up with the guy who ran Wendy's. Dave Thomas, who created maybe both. But anyway, anyway, you know, she's only the second head of the archives, but she is amazing. And she was interviewing Leslie Iwerks, who was uh, Ub's granddaughter, right? Ub's granddaughter, and uh, just talking about stories of. You know, those early years and losing Oswald and creating Mickey. Um, anything else from that session that really stood out to you? I don't know. It it all has started to blend together. So when you say like about this session, so I, okay. I'm i going to be little or no use, really. Well, that's all right. You just pipe in when you felt something or something seems like okay. you want to make a comment. Because okay. um, it, it, one, one thing that I thought was was interesting when she was talking about Walt's name and how he was, you know, bouncing it off of, of Ub, should he be Walter Disney or should he be Walt E. Disney or Walter E. Disney? And he was like, uh, Ub said, well, you should shorten, you should just be Walt Disney, shorten it. And he's like, if you, he felt so strongly about it, apparently he said, if you shorten yours to Walt, I will take the extra B out of my Ub and the extra... Uh, w out of iWorks because apparently there were extra letters in both. So that's even how we've got those current spellings. But anyway, so that was a really very cool and informative session. 
And the, oh, Dave Smith. I was totally wrong. I was totally Wendy's blindsided. Okay. But this is who you're talking about, right? Yes. Okay. Jackie is my fact checker in real time. If only we had those on the news sometime. Oh, sorry. It, Dave Smith was the head of the archive. So I apologize to all the purists. Sorry, Dave. There. Sorry, Dave. Um, that was followed. Uh, the last session of the morning was 100 years of classic characters, unforgettable stories. And that is where uh, Becky got to meet all of the, or uh, uh, brought out the voices of Mickey, Minnie, mm -hmm. and Goofy and Pluto, which uh, Brett Iwan, Iwan, I think mm -hmm. is how yeah. you put it, yeah, uh, who is the voice of Mickey, who is also hysterically funny. Yes. And I didn't, I, I, I hadn't put it together that he was also, he's also an animator. He got yeah. to do Mickey's 95th birthday portrait yeah. this year, and which is stunning. It was unveiled there, which I'm sure it's all over the internet now, but what a beautiful piece of artwork. And it, he obviously was very emotionally attached to it. It has such um, a great story behind why he chose the imagery that he did. And so I was just, it felt great to be there in that and share that moment with him. And he also celebrated his birthday while. Oh, we right. Were so at we all sang convention. to him. It yeah. was great. But anyway, Ashley Eckstein, uh, she, she sort of moderated the discussion. It was just super interesting to hear them talk about the legacy that they carry on and, you know, being stewards of those characters and, and just really amazing. And then we got a lunch break. I think we were running behind at that point, which also gave me hopes that, you know, even when you're spending millions of dollars and putting together a live event on a scale of Disney, you still don't know how long things are going to run. Well, and the thing is, is that all of the people that were on these, um, you know, giving these presentations or a part of panels, they are just as emotionally invested in what they're talking about or more so than the fans who are listening. So they, they, they geek out about it too. And so that's, I think why we sometimes ran over because they just were so excited. Oh, also a shout out to uh, my friend, Matt Vogel, who was on the, on the podcast of a few weeks ago, talking about his role as a Muppet performer and doing the voices of Kermit. He was there live performing Kermit with uh, whoever the performer right now for Piggy and... There, well, there were several Muppeteers right. and that they, were there. And they honored uh, the guy who has done Gonzo forever. Which who is, is still I think, another Dave. Dave. I, there were lots... Too many Daves. I think Dr. Seuss had it right. There were too many Daves. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, we, so we took lunch. Jackie and I, like, ran away from the crowd and... I think we had such a nutritious lunch that day at the contemporary Joffrey's stand where Jackie got us a cookie and I had some tea and she had some coffee. So we were ready to go for the afternoon sessions. Yes. What? Yeah. Um, and the afternoon started with, and I had seen this on the schedule went, uh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, oh, Dave goals, G O E L Z. But That's, at least I remember right. it was, it was a Dave. Um, he but, was very fun because they did talk to him for a while. He too. was. He really was. And this is my chime in. The, the cool thing for those of you that were watching the live stream, you got to see the Muppets interact with the um, human 
participants right. in the in the session shot like but, it would be for tv right but we got to see them on their little scooter chairs yeah, that they have all and, dressed in black and like you're playing crab ball in pe right, class or but something it, i i suddenly was like thank you i have always wondered how this works because it just never quite made sense to me how they could move so smoothly that is why they have these little almost go-kart tiny chairs that they just scoot around on. Yeah, very cool. So after lunch, the first session, and as I as I had sort of alluded to, I was like, well, uh, okay, Disney, I know it's part of the family now, but do I really care about this whole National Geographic Live Secrets of the Whales. It was amazing. It really, it really was cool. So I, thank I'm you for watching it. Thank you, Disney, for showing me something I didn't know I would like. But Brian Scary is S K E R R Y is uh, who is a renowned explorer photographer for National Geographic, but was showing the footage and telling some stories. I seriously watch the National Geographic stuff on Disney Plus, especially Secrets of the Whales, right? Yeah, I can't. I mean, that is definitely on my list as soon as we get home because here, seeing the footage and hearing him talk about the experiences that he had, which are kind of part of the the um, program, I, I can't wait. Yeah, so don't miss that. Now that we finished Mayhem. Now that we finish them up, it's mayhem. Yes, we which was watch. also great. Oh, so good. All right. So after the whales, uh, next up was Disney Cruise Line, 25 years of innovative design at sea. I mean, and that that was exciting in that not only, you know, did they talk a little more about uh, the treasure, mm -hmm. which is going to set sail the end of 2024 and will be the sister ship to The Wish, which is out there sailing now, which Jackie and I will be on in January. Good Lord, Willen and the Creek oh, don't rise. Say, don't jinx it. I, sh I shall try not. But uh, but they announced the name of the fourth ship. They did. The Adventure. The uh, Not the fourth ship. The sixth ship. I don't the know. Adventure. It was The Adventure, whatever number it is. Yeah, The Adventure. So, um, And if you haven't seen the reveal of the treasure... There's going to be some cool stuff on that. Look for it. This um, this is my takeaway from that presentation, though, is um, the the people responsible for the design and the artwork on the ship. There are so they they painstakingly work on these things. I can't wait to actually get on the ship and look because some of the crazy things that they talked about, the detail that they have incorporated the props that they have hidden throughout the ship so that you can see these little bite-sized pieces of history yeah. were just, it made me very excited. Well, also one of the sections, you know, since it's been 25 years and they were talking about, you know, Disney, Michael Eisner again was instrumental in going, I like cruising. I think Disney, is a place that should offer families cruises. But they showed some of the early concepts for what these ships were going to mm -hmm. look like. And I swear to God, you have to find the one that literally like has ears and a mouse nose on the bow. <laughs> yeah. That's a little trippy. And even they sort of thought so. <laughs> they, they were able to realize that that was not the design direction they should go. Help me tell this story, though, about the section, the the there's a section on one of the ships that's star Wars and it had something to do with, with porgs and. Oh, right. It's in one of the kids clubs. Yeah. 
that yeah, because the the Imagineer was there talking about the fact that you know they wanted to include this is an area on the ship where where kids hang out and have adventure, and they they had a porg there, and they're like, well, well. But porgs are like birds. I mean, but so and birds, there's always like bird poop on my car and bird poop places. <laughs> and he's like, they're never going to let me do this. But he they contacted the Star Wars creators. They did. Porgs and said, do porgs poop? And they were like, well, we never thought about it, but I guess they, must. they do. <laughs> and so he he did, in fact, incorporate somewhere in there just a little bit of porg poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. There's a little bit of pork poo in on the Disney on the Disney Cruise Line ships. Um, but yeah, so a really cool presentation just about, you know, 25 years. It, it seems like yesterday kind of that Disney got in the cruise business and now they're up to four. Well, five ships floating if you now so. five ships floating now ship six coming. Well, and then because the adventure, I think is the one that uh, that they purchased from another cruise line. Anyway, that's a whole other show. Uh, we need to get moving through this, this session. Uh, next up was a Marvel presentation, which was very interesting. We got to see, what, the first five minutes of Loki season two? Yeah, which I hate to admit, I have not watched yet, even though everybody says it's amazing. And it did make me also want to get on board with that. Um, show also cb sabulski c-e-b-u-l-s-k-i uh who is the marvel comics editor-in-chief you know mm-hmm. and i will admit i'm not a i'm not a as big a uh, i'm not as big a marvel fan as i am a disney fan but but there's some cool stuff going on in the marvel universe and well and there were people around us that were definitely like that is what they were there right. to see and they were so excited but even as a, you know, I'm not a comic book person and that's not my world, but I was still intrigued by everything they were talking about, the stories of sort of how some of the things came to be yeah. and, you know, the stories of Stan Lee and things like that. So, yeah. So um, very interesting. Next up was a hundred years of innovation, magic in every medium. What do you, I, yeah, Jackie and I both just looked at each other and were like, what what'd they talk about? Is that when the, <coughs> we got to see the cartoon? Was that when no, that no. was? No, 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 that was day two. Then I don't um, remember. I'm sure you there, did a lovely not, presentation. I was going to say, I don't, I, they just all sort of blended right, together. Right, because it was all about Disney. So you couldn't just go, yeah. well, this was when they talked about Disney. Um, oh, it was Daniel Joseph and Karina Hens, Hansen, Hansen uh, who were Imagineers. And I think they were just talking about, was it audio animatronic stuff? Or I guess that might have been stuff all over. Was that when we were talking? Wow. Well, now, see, I know. I'm starting to think of things that I know were in day two. That's the other thing. Well, we're almost to day two. And frankly, part of the reason maybe we can't remember all this is because we were so excited because even though they had peppered things throughout the day, the last session on Saturday before we took our break at five o'clock was Epcot uh, always in a state of becoming. Uh, and they talked about using the Marty Sklar archives to, you know, pull out, you know, 
uh, notes that he had taken, even, even in meetings with Walt early on about what Epcot was supposed to be, and the team talking about how they would go back to those notes, and they created a mission statement for Epcot that they that before they go into any meetings about anything they talk about what is our mission statement and is this going to be a part of our mission so well it is interesting how many things that were parts of original designs or original plans that just didn't come to fruition for whatever reason that they are taking bits and pieces of those things and trying to incorporate some of those ideas into new parts of the park. And I right. think that that's really um, it's, a, a neat idea. It's probably going to be a good decade before I actually remember to call everything world, whatever. The neighborhoods. I'm still learning my neighborhoods, Mr. Rogers, <laughs> because there's world, world celebration is basically the middle section mm-hmm. where where all the newer like landscaping and stuff and this new communicore hall, which is going to have meet and greets and be places for special event stuff like during food and wine and, and uh, garden and whatever and Moana. And then there's world nature, which of course is things like seas and the land. Mm. And then there's world discovery, which are things like space and, and test track. Ooh, big announcements. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody saw that test track is getting a reimagining. Mm-hmm. How excited are you for that? I am, I'm excited because I mean, I think that is a fun ride. It's just that, well, as we went on it this last time, it was just like the storytelling is really dated. Yeah. Well, and it was, and they sort of changed. I mean, at least in the early days of test track, it was about, here's what we do to test a car. Mm-hmm. And that narrative went away and now it's just feels like random stuff. So anyway, I think we're all excited about that. They of course announced that figment was, uh, was returning for a meet and greet opportunity starting the next day, starting Sunday. Oh, that's right. Oh, and that's something else. More swag. We forgot that when we came back from lunch, oh, there was right. this delightful figment figurine, like a big one on every chair. Right, like a hard all. plastic kind of baby figment-ish He's with so a cute. rainbow. He was precious. And just everybody had this box sitting on their seat. It was, the swag was off the charts for this. Um because uh, what else? Do, uh, oh, oh, the uh, the other big Epcot announcement on Saturday was that the new fireworks nighttime spectacular would open December 5th, Jackie's birthday. Ooh, well, and another very significant person. Well, it's Walt's birthday, too, but mainly it's <laughs> Jackie's birthday, uh, but called Illuminous, the symphony. No, Luminous. Oh, Luminous. Luminous. Mm-hmm. A Symphony of Us, The Symphony of Us. Anyway, it's a symphony of us. And, you know, it, it's cool that it sort of combines illuminations with harmonious barges bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the Stargate is gone officially. If you have not been to World right. Showcase lately, it's gone. But, so at 5 o'clock, the afternoon session ended with the Epcot thing. and. I will say that the Saturday... You didn't tell them about the exciting announcement that they made before we went away about what we would be doing that night. Oh, 
Right. Well, did they not tell us until that day? I think I just had pegged it. I well, think you guessed it and you were right. They had they had kept the Saturday evening because there's always a Saturday evening event that's part of D23 and they'd kept it a secret. What, and they told, on, what they told us ahead of time is that we would get a pass to go over to Epcot that evening. Right. On, but, but that's all they said. But it was like on Friday night, the the weekend before we actually got the email that said, all right, everybody, Saturday night is a night for you to join us to celebrate Epcot. And you will be given entry into the park with your with your badge from Destination D23. You will be able to, you know, go over there after the sessions if you want to go get some food over there or whatever. And then after the guests leave at nine o'clock, you will have private access for the next three hours, basically, I guess. And an invitation to preview. Right. To preview Journey of Water, mm -hmm. which had to be done before nine o'clock when the park closed. Mm -hmm. But what did you think of Journey of Water? I thought that it was beautiful. I think it is a place that's going to be more for kids and families um, to experience. I mean, it was, I enjoyed it, but I don't think that it was built for me. Right. It, it is very pretty. And several sections, or at least one in particular, harken back to the old jumping water fountains over at Imagination. So mm -hmm. I think that does all of our hearts good. But um, yeah, it's going to be nice if you're hot and want to cool off in the f Florida melt your face off heat of summer. Because yeah, there are places that you can play in water and there's lots of places that you can play with water without necessarily getting wet because of the motion sensing technology. And it's, I, I'm glad that we got a chance to see it when we did without having to fight crowds. So yeah. We could just, that was super nice. Yeah. And I'll be posting a couple of pictures that I took. Um, so we, once we got to the park, we were able to go through and experience that. Um, and then, as the park closed at nine, we went into a uh, world show place, I guess they call it, which is the big events tent that's kind of between Canada and the UK mm -hmm. back there for just a big destination D23 bash while everybody else cleared out of the park. We got pretzel bites and chicken skewers. Mm -hmm. We had pog juice and lemonade lots, and lots of ice cream treats. Right, you could get Mickey bars or Mickey ice cream sandwiches. I will say they had this, a DJ. This does not have to do with the event, but that is the night we should have run over and seen Benny, because that was the last night uh, that Benny the trash can was in the park. Let's we hope. Him. Let's hope that his kidnappers will negotiate and <laughs> that he will be back at some point. There's yeah. a lot of people that will not understand what I'm talking about. The Disney day drinkers have lost a beloved trash can this week. And the we mascot, the mascot for Disney day drinkers. So because the day, the next day that we were going to actually see, like see him and take our picture with him, like everyone else, they, they took him away. And it, I think it was because crowds, and I think probably people too. were misbehaving and I understand Disney does not want that, but it, it made me sad that it, we Ugh. just missed it. We did. <laughs> Also, we digress, Spokey. We Me ran. Too. I'm so we sorry. ran down a Benny spoke. I'm so sorry. We're still at the party. We went so, to the party. So a DJ. It was very cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, and a line just around the uh, like oh, two miles Fig, long because, because Figment, Figment was, was doing his pictures. meet and greet 
that night with D23. And we yes. did not wait in line. We did not. I was just. We did not. not. We picked up some extra satay skewers and yes. rainbow figment popcorn. Right. Then about 1015, uh, the park had cleared and they escorted us over. We had we had exclusive access to uh, Guardians, Yay! which, of course, everyone took advantage of. Uh, and then also Test Track was open, which we did take advantage of, and Spaceship Earth was open, which we did not take advantage of. Because we just, I, I got tired. Well, and we knew we were going to have to be back early, mm-hmm. and so we we bowed out of the party around 11.30. Yeah, I guess so. 11, 11.30. The but... only thing that I will say that I was kind of bummed about, but I, I understand, is the transportation situation back because pretty much you had to get your own transportation back to your resort. And so we had to Uber. Uh, they, I don't, right. They didn't I even don't, have yeah. the International Gateway open. Yeah. So they had buses that were going to take you back to the Ticket and Transportation Center right. at midnight if you waited till But midnight. you still would have had to call somebody to take you to your Yeah. So, so Uber got our business at the Eve parking lot. And yeah. we now know where to tell my People clients to go. to go get their Uber. Well... Um, so, so of course we, we got out of there and ran back to the hotel and got a little sleep, but it was so nice to know that if we walked in at like quarter of nine, we would have a place to sit. Yeah. And And it may be further in the back, but that did not matter. It was fine. Nothing was a bad seat in there, in my opinion. And honestly, I don't think I would recommend that. You pop for the preferred seating. I don't know that it's really necessary. Well, and they may have gotten stuff that we don't know about that would have made a difference. I guess. But I was perfectly content with where we were and what we had. Although we did get there about 8 o'clock that day because we wanted to go to the shops. And in California at the expo, Mm -hmm. the shops are a madhouse. And the lines are like 45 minutes to an hour just to shop. Well, and we thought because we missed our shopping window that we would just not be allowed in. But that was not the case at all. Well, or that everything would just be picked over and all the collectible stuff that we would want would be gone. And no, there was some great stuff there from Imagineering from mickey's of glendale um we we got some really cool stuff well and there was a lot of the shops that they had set up that um were offering discounts for including lug lug is awesome um and yeah so i we ended up getting some extra stuff from i think every one of the stores yeah um, which was so nice to be able to do that. So anyway, we got downstairs and got our seats for the Sunday presentation, which started. I hate to say this, but I'm looking at our time and I feel like we've got so much to say about day two because there were so many amazing things that happened that what do you feel about making, making it's this true. a break? It's true. We don't, we don't tend to, well, we don't edit here. So you know, looking at the time, I think maybe you're right. I think, I think. Well, how about we take a minute or two to like wrap up anything about day one day that one. you've forgotten about, and sure. then we can start afresh. People can get a get a beverage and join <laughs> us for part two next, next week. Time. Yeah, yeah, they'll have a whole week to get a beverage. I know. Well, well maybe you can. Maybe us. you can. Um, 
pick a beverage that they should have. All right. Because, yeah, we do. You know, there is especially. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about with day Mm -hmm. two as well. So um, what are your thoughts on day one and going into the whole thing? Well, I I was tired at the end of the day, like we said, um, but I was very excited for the next day. Um, and I, I was feeling relaxed about it, which is not the way that I felt when we were at the expo. I, at the, at the end of day one of the expo, I was like, oh, dear Lord, please help us as we (laughs) enter the gates of hell moving (laughs) forward the next day. And that is not at all the way that I felt. I was just like excited and joyful to re-enter that hall and see what other wonderful surprises they had in store for us. And there were plenty more surprises. Yeah. Yeah, there were. All right. So on that, we shall, we shall leave you with that. I will say one more thing. One more thing. Because it was at, it was day one that we ran into Bill Farmer Right. Oh, right. Yes. Bill Farmer, who we had seen that morning mm-hmm. in uh, in the voices uh, panel because he voices Goofy and Pluto. Mm-hmm. And he was so fun. And because he cl- he has been doing it for decades now. Mm-hmm. He is clearly the senior member it, of it that may group. Be almost 40 years, I think they said. And he is just super friendly because as we were walking down the hall in the contemporary jackie was like oh it's him mm-hmm. and we stopped and said how much we had enjoyed and i didn't it, it you always feel I, I do feel weird approaching people because you don't want to bother them but i just said like oh you were so wonderful today and he, he was with his wife and they were just so gracious his wife's like would you like a picture it's like yeah we would yes and so we chatted a little and bit I, and i asked if he ever did podcasts and he said well sure and his wife was like here let me give you my card so that you can contact me because I keep his I keep his calendar. So, but so hopefully so no no promises, but that would But be hopefully really we will be able to arrange to have Bill on as a guest yeah. in the in the months ahead because that would be true. Because awesome. he's another one that I would definitely hang out with. He seems like he would be so much fun. Uh yes. All right. Well, thank you, lovely co-host. Oh, you are so for welcome. joining me for this recap. Uh, you'll probably get a lot of me and Jackie in the next few weeks because we'll also probably do a food and wine recap, Mm -hmm. uh, once we've, once we've wrapped up here. But for now, that's the end of day one at debt. Well, technically day two, because we missed day one, but that was okay. Uh, so the end of our, of our first full day at Destination D23 And we'll be back to fill you in on what day two and some more just overall sort of thoughts that we'll share about the difference between this and what the expo is. And talk about what they've said the expo is becoming, because that's interesting, Mm -hmm. too. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. If you don't follow us on social media or don't follow the podcast and don't subscribe on Spotify, why? Why would you not do that? <laughs> Why not treat yourself to a little dose of Sean and Tristan or Tristan and Tristan and Jackie? That's one combo that we haven't done happened. yet. Tristan and Savannah, yeah. Uh, but you know, we we love to talk about Disney, and we truly appreciate the fact that you listen. 
So uh, until next time, we will see you real soon. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing.